Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode. My name is Anthony Bartolo, and today I'm joined by Cassie Brevue. Cassie, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you? Good, good. It's been a minute. You know, I know you and I presented yes. together at Ignite, right, uh, with, with mm -hmm. Seth Juarez. But last time we saw each other was in Milan. Uh, we went to watch uh, Inter Milan play at San Siro Stadium. So I thought, you know, what better time to wear the jersey that we saw each other last uh, watching okay. that game while we have La Copa America and Euro Cup going on. Uh, so long ago, and, you know, it's, it's crazy to think that's been that long ago. What have you been up to? Uh, you know, just it's in Minnesota, it's usually really nice right now, but it's super hot. So I've been uh, doing a lot of home decorating, even though I want to be doing gardening. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I've been trying to stay cool, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it's been hot in Toronto, too. And we're actually going to be talking about climate crisis later on in the show. Uh, but before we jump there, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Power Platform. Well, what's your take on it thus far? Um, I absolutely love the Power Platform and also the Fusion Developer concept where you have, the, you know, the professional developer and the citizen developer coming together to create solutions. And I also love the Power Platform empowers, like, everybody, I think, to be a developer. Um, I, I've been thinking, you know, how people used to say everybody's a comedian. I feel like now we should say everybody's a developer because with the tools out there, um, you can do so much without writing a line of code. And that was one takeaway I had to build, you know, a lot of talk about the Fusion developer and how you're bringing the business decision makers into the fold in terms of creation of solutions. I quickly wanted to highlight, you know, a recent hackathon that we had uh, with Second Harvest, which is an organization here in, in Canada that collects food uh, from grocers and restaurants before it expires and make sure it makes its way to the food bank so that those in need get the food. And so in partnership with the Microsoft partner Redbit, we actually worked on a solution based on the business logic that Second Harvest had put forth to go and harness Power Automate uh, to create flows in terms of their current manual processes that they have to achieve to ensure that you know food doesn't go to waste. There's some scenarios where food will not make it in time or somebody who's supposed to be picking up the food will not be able to pick it up in time. And so that communication becomes broken and the food goes to waste. Uh, we built out a solution in a day and a half that capitalizes on Power Automate to have this functionality to automate the task of ensuring that if the food is not going to be picked up by a certain individual, it can be picked up by somebody else and the notification happens and, and it's put forth. Um, what was really amazing was Second Harvest was so excited. The fact that we built this out in the day and a half, this will save them 120 hours of, of, of work a week uh, in terms of this type of communication. And it'll save 2,000 pounds of food a month from landing in landfills and making it to those that need it most, which was really awesome. What do you think? That's an absolutely beautiful story. Um, the fact that it was 20 hours a week down, um, that you automated in one day, one and a half days. And then on top of it, the the lack of the food waste solution, um, it, it's just an, a really good example of how Power Automate and Power Apps in general can empower people to build something that they couldn't have maybe done before. So it's great, I love it. So. We'll have more on this story later on. Um, we're currently building out the Microsoft Learn modules for it, and we'll have videos to share. Uh, but let's talk about today's show, because we have a lot on the show today. Uh, we're going to be talking with Kayla again. She'll be talking about meeting culture on Microsoft Teams. We're going to be talking with Sandra about the climate crisis and Microsoft Green segment today. Michael Crump is back, and he's got brand new Learn modules to share with everybody. And then we have Diego's wall. He's going to be talking about stories and, and his uh, experiences that he's sharing in terms of his professional career and how, you know, from the personal 
personal to the professional how that all ties in today. Uh, and of course, you know, Cassie being on the show and this being your first time, I'm very excited for you to do the Diego's Wall piece because it's always uh, an emotional heartstring, you know, story that he shares and tying into his career and, and what he's learned thus far, which is really cool. So Cassie, I'll let you start up and introduce the next segment. Awesome. Okay, so next we are going to bring on Kayla Brooks. Come on down. You're in the next contestant. Uh, she is <laughs> going to be telling us about Teams meeting culture and some ways that we can kind of help out our meetings uh, with different tools. So I'm excited to hear more. Thanks, Cassie. Unfortunately, I don't have any prizes to give away today, but I am really excited to be talking about Teams <laughs> tricks. Um, this is our last teams and tricks segment. So in honor of that, we're going to switch things up a bit, which I guess could be the prize for today. Um, so instead of directly talking about the features or the tips for using the product, we're actually going to talk about meeting culture. And so as a starter, I wanted to ask you about how many hours a day do you think you're sitting in meetings? I mean, it depends on the day. It can be anywhere from three to five hours. And if they're back to back, then it's, you know, you're in your chair for five hours. So yeah, it, it varies, but yeah, three to five hours, I'd say it's average. Yes, and it, it can get really intense when you're you're sitting in one place for that long. Um, a lot of people do spend that amount of time, half the day, more than half a day sitting in one place. Um, and so Microsoft Teams meetings have essentially become our best friend and it's become a bigger part of our working and meeting culture. So today I'm going to go over some best practices to enhance our meeting culture. Um, since most of us are online, it's easy to get stuck back to back and not have time to go to the bathroom or get something to eat. Um, and research actually shows that remote and hybrid workers experience increased meeting fatigue from too much time spent in meetings. Um, fatigue begins to increase 30 to 40 minutes into video meetings. Um, so keeping meetings as concise as possible or playing breaks in between longer meetings will actually help reduce some screen time fatigue. And in that same study, it actually showed that having even short breaks between meetings allows the brain to reset, which will increase overall productivity and reduce fatigue. So a great way to do that is that you can actually change your Outlook settings to help with scheduling shorter meetings, and I'll show you. When you're in Outlook calendar, you can select File, and then select Options, and then select Calendar. And in your calendar options, you have the option to change the default setting to shorten your meetings to either end early or start late. I choose to start late because meetings tend to run over the schedule end time anyways. So this is a great way to give people time to reset in between meetings and improve the meeting culture. I love that. I definitely know that there's that time where you kind of need to process sometimes too everything that was talked about in a meeting. So just having that time to get a drink of water, go to the bathroom, or even just process and really be able to make um, those the decisions that were made actionable. So that's fantastic. Absolutely, your brain has to switch back and forth. <laughs> and so another great way to reduce meeting time is to actually share presentation materials and pre-read documents in the meeting chat prior to the meeting. Um, this is also valuable for those who use a screen reader as it allows them more time to review the content in advance and it provides more context to people who may be on the fence about joining your meeting. Um, and personally, I could do so much better with sending meeting agendas in advance of the meeting, but one thing that I do pride myself in doing is being clear on action items. However, 
I usually do my action items post-meeting, but teams can help with doing that during the meeting using the checklist app. And so I'll show you that one too. Um, you can actually install the checklist app in the chat of your meetings. If you select the meeting extensions, you can search checklist and install it in that chat. And so from there, you can create a checklist where you can change the title to reflect the meeting and then also list out all the items that need to be worked on, the open items, completed items. And then you can also edit the checklist as needed. Um, you can check them off, um, which is accessible to everyone through the chat. I love this. That is so cool. So. I love having agendas for meetings. I actually worked at a company where you had to have an agenda for a meeting and you also then had for like weekly meetings and you would add those throughout the week. And so everybody could kind of take a pre-read on that and be prepared for the meeting. And then also there was always the action items because like we're talking about meetings, a lot of times they always kind of come down to maybe a few action items. It's a long discussion to come down to what a decision. And so I love that there's just this really cool way to just capture that right in the chat and then have an uh, asynchronous way to follow up on like, that feedback or on that those action items. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's all I got for you today. Um, well, I think a surprise, a surprise or a prize. There we go. The the prize is better <laughs> meetings. I think so. We all won. <laughs> Thanks so much, um, Kayla. That was amazing. Um, I can't wait to add that app to Teams. I always feel like I've won after uh, watching Kayla's segment about Microsoft Teams because I always learn something, uh, which is awesome. So I'm very you know, grateful for the time that she brings in uh, and her ideas and, her, and what she shares in terms of tips and tricks. Next up, we have Sandra, and she's joining us today for the Microsoft Green segment to talk about the climate crisis and how to bring up the conversation at work. Hey, Sandra, how's it going? Hello, going good, going good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, so I work as an interaction designer at Microsoft and I've started to talk a little bit more about the climate crisis and be a bit more vocal about it about a year and a half ago or so. <laughs> and so why is talking about the climate crisis so important to have that conversation at work? Well, it helps break climate silence. And that's important because there's in sociology, there's a concept called pluralistic ignorance, which is the belief that you hold a minority view, even though everybody privately shares your view. And because nobody is talking about something or nobody is acting on something, it feels like you're the only one, basically. And in order to change the lens through which we see the world, we need to hear about a topic from all kinds of sources and we need to hear about discussed based on values and not just facts. And from those sources, we need to hear about it at work too. So we need to hear about it in our personal lives and in the news, but also at work. And it's at work where I think there's a lot of room for us to talk a little bit more about the climate crisis. Now, we at Microsoft, you know, we, we strive to develop green. Uh, we even have this segment here on the show, it's Microsoft Green. How does the discussion around the climate crisis impact, you know, what we produce and what development cycles are in place uh, to, you know, in terms of the conversation that occurs? Yeah, so the good thing about just bringing it up, even if it's just brought up as a topic during a break, is that it has ripple effects. You kind of start thinking about how could I make my own work greener or where could I push a leader a little bit more to make an impact and for that leader to take a decision that would then have a positive impact on the planet. So the ripple effects are great and you don't really know who you will influence or who you, who you will inspire to take action just by talking about it. So it's a great way of just having that ripple effect throughout your entire network. Now, having a conversation, a conversation like this may not be easy 
what are your tips in terms of opening up with this type of conversation with your colleagues? Oh, yeah, it kind of really depends on who you're talking to. And um, there's a great talk called How to Talk About the Climate Crisis So People Act. Um, and the way that you kind of need to approach it is that you need to kind of bring it closer to home and make it really relevant for the person you're talking to. If that person doesn't care about the climate, there's probably another way you can talk to them about something else that kind of leads on to climate <laughs> in a roundabout way. So it kind of depends on who you're talking to. You need to figure out how to best land that message. And then, yeah, making it really, really relevant for the person, because it is a thing that is going to impact all of us. Some of us earlier, some of us later, based on where we're located geographically and our social status and everything. But all of that we need to keep in mind. And yeah, we need to start and continue talking about it. And that's the key piece here is it, it has to be relevant to those that you're talking to. You may mentioned before, you know, you talk about the polar bears and the ice and definitely important. This is, you know, something that we have to take in consideration, but in some regions that's not of importance. So what is the correlating factor that would, you know, strike a chord inside, inside of somebody in terms of, yeah, this is important. This is why we're talking about this in the workplace. Where are the other resources that are available um, that people can read up? You mentioned the TED Talk. I think we're gonna share the, the link in the show notes. What other resources do you suggest? Yeah, so I did a TEDx talk last year on, on this specific topic of breaking the climate silence at work. Um, and there's lots of great communities out there. ClimateAction.tech is one of them, and I'm a co-organizer of that community as well. And it's a great place to just start figuring out where employees can have an impact and take action. Um, the talk, how to talk about the climate crisis so people act, is also on the ClimateAction.tech YouTube account. Um, so checking that out to figure out how to communicate things a little bit more clearly is also great. Um, yeah. I think that's that's all that comes to mind. <laughs> yep. And as mentioned, we're going to have everything inside of the show notes in terms of all the links that Sandra's talked about. Sandra, thank you very much for being on the show. Such an awesome topic to talk about. Next up, we have Michael Crump, and he'll be showcasing brand new Microsoft Learn modules that were just launched at Build uh, and how they can impact you uh, in terms of your upskilling. Take thank it away, you. Michael. Hey there. Thank you so very much for having me back again. Uh, what I've done for today is that I have grouped several sets of learn modules into different learning paths. So if you attended maybe some of the sessions at Build or watched some of the sessions at Build, now you can actually go in and try it like hands-on. So uh, we're going to cover Azure Bicep, Mixed Reality, and Static Web App for Authentication and more. So let's just jump straight into the video. Okay, kicking things off here, this is all about deploying and managing resources in Azure by using BICEP. So if you don't necessarily know what BICEP is right now, you may be familiar with ARM templates. So ARM templates, something like Azure Resource Manager. So what a Azure BICEP does is, is that if you're already familiar with that JSON and that syntax that you've been doing with uh, Azure Resource Manager, you're gonna find that with BICEP, it's a declarative syntax that will help with things like a more concise syntax as well as improved type safety. So really, in fact, BICEP files, they just simply compile to standard ARM templates. So in this path, you'll learn all about BICEPs and Azure BICEP and how to get started with them. Next up, we have one of my favorites, which is all about mixed reality with digital twins and Unity. 
So HoloLens 2, that is Microsoft's flagship mixed reality device. So it gives you unique and immersive experiences. And in this learning path, you're going to be working on a simulated industry scenario for a windmill farm by pulling in real-time turbine data using Azure Digital Twin Service. So one of the goals here is that you're going to be able to have a foundation of practical ways of visualizing and experiencing data in this 3D augmented reality. So definitely check that out. Next up, what we have here is we have web development and web development for absolutely everyone. So if you are brand new to the world of programming, we're going to explore the concepts of programming. We're also going to talk about high level, low level languages, the basics uh, elements of an actual web application, and then just even the tools. So if you've never really done any sort of web development before, this is a great learning path to get started. We also cover big topics like web accessibility and how to create modular code by using functions simply inside of JavaScript. So I think you will enjoy that one. Next up is one that I thought that would be helpful because it's all about extracting Im text from images and documents. I love uh, some of the OCR technology, and in this, you're going to learn how to implement text extraction solutions with images as well as documents using uh, the form recognizer. So this is an OCR test tool that has pre-built models and custom models, and it will teach you how to use the OCR API and the read API by using form recognizer. So this also uses machine learning technology, and it's just going to teach you how to get up to speed with the Azure Form Recognizer Cognitive Service. Last but not least is uh, authentication or authenticate users with Azure Static Web Apps. So you may be familiar with Azure Static Web Apps. It's where maybe you can use a static site generator such as like Hugo, and you can generate the files that will run your application without a so-called server. Well, in this Azure Static Web Apps, you'll be able to take your application and then add a layer of authentication on top of it. So where in the past, you may just be thinking, oh, okay, it's just a web URL, but if you want to authenticate users, and if you want to just jump in there and just play with some of the different types of like APIs and APIs that are accessible, you can easily jump in and you can do that. Um, so there is a little bit of uh, different types of uh, modules and learning paths that I think each and every one of you may be able to enjoy. Uh, you can find all of these obviously always in the show notes as well as you can just simply go to uh, learn.microsoft.com. Uh, thank you so very much and back over to our wonderful host. Thank you, Michael. Uh, so awesome to have you on the show. It's been a while, but uh, you know, the digital twin IoT one uh, with mixed reality with the windmills is such an awesome module. They launched it at Build. Uh, Cassie, have you played with that one yet? I haven't, but I'm going to now. I absolutely love HoloLens and mixed reality and everything that you can accomplish with it and all the worlds you can create. I'm actually in the mixed reality home right now. Um, so. oh, oh, there you go. Even better. <laughs> <laughs> so you're up next with Diego. Yes. Um, so Diego is going to come share some stories with us on Diego's walls. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Hey, welcome. Hello, Cassie. Hello, Anthony. And hello, world. <laughs> yes, 
I'm, as you know, here in Seattle, broadcasting live from my office. And Cassie, yes, I'm going to share uh, a post from the wall, actually. And it's, it's one of my favorite ones. It's, it's this one. I first heard him uh, say this. He was a, a, a Uruguayan author. His name is Enrique Balinio, and he said it in Spanish, but I'll translate it to English, and it says, we teach what we know, but we spread what we are. Right here. We teach what we know, but we spread what we are. Uh, what does this mean? It, it means many things. You know, I think that uh, for me, it means that we may want to teach something and say something and transmit something, but really what's contagious is our attitudes and the way we are. And, and I think like a, a person that does a really good job describing this is this gentleman from Canada. His name is Drew Dudley, and he gave a TED Talk called Everyday Leadership. It's only six minutes. I highly recommend everybody to watch it. But I'll tell, and he basically does something called the lollipop moments because he gave someone a lollipop, uh, a simple act, and that changed that person's life, you know, and he didn't even remember <laughs> that he did that. So I want to tell you my own version of that story because I've seen this happen at Microsoft many, many times. It happens to me that people have some impact on me. They don't even realize. And it happened to me. And so this one story is from about four years ago. I was leading the Microsoft University recruiting team. It's a global team. And I went to India to witness the IIT college uh, day zero recruiting. This is where all the companies go to the IIT, so one of the best uh, universities in India. And they recruit a lot of students. And, and it was my first time meeting the team. I wanted to cause a good impression and, and, and I wanted to learn a lot. And so we went very early in the day and we got assigned a part of the university with a few rooms. And I, I was visiting the team, so I didn't have really a job to do. So I was there for moral support and learn. Uh, and, and, but I noticed that as the interview started, that the section that they gave us was very messy on the floor. I don't know if there was a party the day before or more interviews, but it was the floor was 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 really disgusting. There were like pieces of food and stuff. So I just thought, you know, I have nothing to do. And I went and found a broom like this one, <laughs> and I just swept swept the floor, you know, and, and that was it. And I came back to to Seattle, and life went on. And What's interesting is I was having a one-on-one -on -one later, probably months later, with the leader of the India team, her name is Sonia, and he said, I want to tell you something, Diego. I said, you know, as a leader of the team, I, I always thought you were okay. I always liked you, but the moment that I truly believed in you as our leader, the moment that I truly said, I want to work with this individual, for this individual, was when I saw you grab that broom and, and, and sweep the floor, you know, and, and it really blew my mind because, you know, I went to computer science school. I was at Microsoft by then like 17 years. And, and I really was trying to impress the team. I remember we took the team, the India recruiting team to the, to the Falaknuma Palace in Hyderabad. This is a palace where literally presidents go when they go visit India, they take press. And we were in the, in the terrace and we, we, we dressed in like full, like formal Indian attire. You know, that's what really stayed with the team, what really impressed the team was that I swept the floor when it was needed. Uh, so this was a story that really resonates that I, I, we teach, I gave them amazing speeches about inspirational, but really we spread what we are. And that moment is something that I did. What do you think so far, Cassie, about this story? I think there's so many beautiful messages within it. I think that we've all experienced something insignificant, maybe to somebody else that was significant then to us. And how sometimes it's just the thing you needed to hear or see at the time. 
um, to help you kind of see things differently. And I, and I also think it's also has a message of living through compassion, humility, you know, um, helping out when you can and, and like spreading good and how those like little acts of kindness and as cheesy as it may sound, they do create, you know, big, big things. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and sometimes leadership can have many tools. We go to leadership trainings and stuff. Maybe sometimes the tool for leadership is this one, you know? So I want to thank Sonia for closing the loop. This is something that Drew also talks about. Like sometimes people don't close the loop and you don't know the impact you had. So I encourage everybody to close the loop. And I, 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 I spent actually, I would say the last four or five years actually sending letters to people that had that sort of impact on me. And every time they were very grateful. So again, when you look at leadership, uh, sometimes leadership at a tech company, it's not about giving inspirational uh, speeches. It's, it's not about, it's really about being you every single day, but not just any you, like the best version of you. And that means that sometimes, I'm gonna tell you something very freeing, Cassie, which is sometimes the best way to improve the team is to improve yourself. Like we're focused on helping others, that's great. But if you improve yourself, and you're the best version of yourself possible, that stuff is going to spread. Um, and that's that statement. We teach what we know, we spread what we are. I will have more for you on Friday. I love that. It reminds me of another quote, quote where it's like, lead by example um, and showing your team that you know you are the type of person that they can, they can count on and trust. And I think little things like that show that um, and then they they believe in you too. So I think that's that's an amazing story, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that and kind of making us all maybe think a little bit about how are we um, being our best person in our daily life. Cassie, what did you think being on the show? This was awesome. Thank you so much for letting me guest host. Uh, so much good stuff going on here. So many uh, things to go check out afterwards, and um, even some food for thought. So. so let's bring everybody back to the show. Uh, and we'll do a, a quick run through. So Kayla, one, one last share before before we're off for the summer. Um, well, if you are interested in learning more about best practices for meetings based on type of meeting and things like that, you should definitely check out aka.ms slash meeting guide where you'll find all types of tips to improve the meeting culture. And Sandra talking about climate crisis uh, inside of the workplace, one last tip you can share. Um, just do it, basically. Start talking about it. And yeah, even if it's just a conversation with one colleague that you have today, or write it on your list to do for this week and start that conversation. And Michael, uh, your five modules today that you shared out, which were really awesome. You know, what else should you be doing at Microsoft Learn to continue your learning? Yeah, exactly. So I just showed you a tiny, tiny, tiny taste of the learning paths that's available. Obviously at learn.microsoft.com, you can go in there and you can do a search. You can look for exactly the topic that you're uh, hoping to learn more about and you can find all kinds of other results. So there's tons of additional learning paths uh, that you can go in, you can take advantage of and uh, up your skill set. <laughs> Hey, Diego, uh, I have a and, question for you quick. Can you come sweep my office? It's kind of messy. <laughs> I, really use, I could use some leadership help here. <laughs> okay, yes, I'm, I'm here to serve. Serve and leader. Thank you. Very important. If you ever go to India, check out Falaknuma Palace. They have a beautiful terrace. <laughs> and then every day, just check yourself and say, 
Am I being my best self? Like, what's going on in my life, my feelings? Like, am I able to be my... Because everything we do is being watched. Everything we do is contagious. So that's all. Just try to be your best self. And that's that's leadership. It reminds oh, me of, awesome like, yoga story. and intentions. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. No, okay. It's okay. Oh, I was just going to say, it reminds me of yoga and setting intentions. And a lot of times in yoga practice, you set an intention for the day um, or a mantra or something like that. And just having those moments of like mindfulness and, and kind of can bring clarity and help you in, in good ways. So appreciate it. Yeah. And the beauty is that sometimes your deepest impact is unintentional, you know, <laughs> so that's, it's, that's the paradox, you know, sometimes. Yeah. All good. Uh, thank you all for being on the show today. As Diego mentioned, this is you know the last show for the summer, uh, last Monday for the summer. There is still going to be uh, up till Friday shows up to this week, but this will be the last week for Hello World, uh, and then there'll be a summer break. Uh, if you want to learn more about Hello World or watch past episodes, they're all available at aka.ms forward slash Hello World, uh, which will also provide all the links to everything that was shared out today. Uh, also coming up, we have On Learn TV Career Switcher Stories. Maybe this is your first career in tech. Maybe you were doing something else before. I was a mechanic before coming into tech. So, you know, it's a great opportunity to check out those stories as they happen and to learn from them in terms of if you're looking to, to change your career. That's it for us. And we'll see you all tomorrow on Learn, on Learn TV for the next episode of Hello World. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.